Sustainability, access, affordability. What do these terms mean for the practitioners of urban policy? Today, we talk to Jackie Grimshaw, director of the Center for Neighborhood Technology, and get some insights on these concepts as they pertain to the work that gets done on the ground in our cities. From the Chicago Policy Review and the University of Chicago, this is Chicago Policy Radio. Greetings from Chicago Policy Radio. I'm Jim Howes. We're here today with uh, Jackie Grimshaw. Jackie is Vice President for Policy at the Center for Neighborhood Technology, a self-described think-and-do tank for urban policy here in Chicago. Uh, Jackie, welcome and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Jim, for inviting me. Okay, so real quickly for our listeners, uh, could you give kind of a short description of the kind of work and research that uh, CNT does? Well, CNT focuses on three program areas, uh, transportation and community development, uh, water and energy. Uh, And with all of our programs, we look for the climate impact. In fact, all of our programs are about um, greenhouse gas reduction. Um, So in each of those areas, the the reason why we we call ourselves a think and do tank is because we do research. So that's the thinking part, but we also demonstrate uh, the research, and so that's the doing part. Uh, and we, um, I guess, can uh, I guess I can say for each of those areas, water, transportation, community development, and energy, uh, we have done research that is really cutting edge. Um, we were we described ourselves as being interested in sustainable urban development before the word sustainable became part of the lexicon. Okay, that's a perfect segue into my next question. Yeah, it seems like the main the main operating word behind uh, most of the things that CNT does is uh, the word sustainability. Uh, at what point did sustainable become a word that, you know, kind of you said became part of the lexicon and uh, started carrying weight in the policy world? And uh, how do you think it has influenced um, the public discourse on policy generally? Well, I think in each of the areas um, it, there's a different kind of tipping point uh, in the area of transportation, uh, it really came about uh, when the Congress, we were part of a group of activists and advocates that convinced the Congress to stop having highway bills, but instead to have a transportation bill. That was back in 1991. Uh, and then as that, that transportation bill got reauthorized with T21, and then um, uh, up to the current MAP21, uh, we have had various um, implementations uh, or policy around implementation of sustainable development. On the energy side, you know, energy is one of the first programs that CNT uh, was involved with, Um, but I think the sustainable part of the energy really came about when we convinced Commonwealth Edison that we should have what is now called real-time pricing, Uh, and that is to allow people to regulate when they use electricity, so they're using it when it's least expensive rather than most expensive. On the water side, water is one of our newer programs, um, and the innovation that we have developed in the water program is really about identifying that we have this thing called urban flooding. Uh, for the most part, flooding is considered you know, floodplains, you know, hundred-year storms and floods, that, you know, that was not explaining why so many basements were flooding in Chicago. 
So we did the research and discovered there's a real thing that's urban flooding that's unrelated to the floodplain. So in each of the areas, the, the tipping point is a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, for all of the areas, we have, uh, we've been on the innovative uh, end of the research and, and practice area. Great, great. It certainly seems like it. Um, so obviously, one would think that from an urban policy perspective, being located in Chicago is probably pretty advantageous to the, the types of work um, and research that CNT can do. But what are some of the, some of the challenges that the, the center faces kind of based on living in Chicago that you might not face if you lived in another urban center? Well, urbanism is urbanism. Um, you know, so Chicago has the advantage of having the second largest transit system, but also we have a disadvantage of having one of the oldest transit system. So uh, our transit um, is not like what's going on in Washington, where it's newer, or in Salt Lake City, or even in Los Angeles, because they have newer systems. Ours is pretty old, and so we have to have this legacy system that is a bit more challenging than in some of the new transit systems. Um, on the other hand, in terms of things like energy, uh, we've been able to partner with our, our energy utilities, both here in, in Chicago area, as well as downstate, to come up with uh, our smart pricing program, uh, our energy saver program, uh, and what we just completed with uh, with our regional planning agency and with the Rockford Planning Agency, our Energy Impact Illinois. So, you know, our, our ability to create partnerships uh, with utilities and, and other significant partners, I think, is an advantage we have here in Chicago. Great, great. So kind of speaking more, more broadly, um, what would you say the biggest accomplishments of the sustainability movement have been thus far? Um, and sort of as, as a second part of that question, what have been some of the biggest roadblocks, political or otherwise, that sustainability has faced um, as it has grown to be what it is today? Well, I think one of the innovations, if I can just speak from CNT, because there's lots of things going on out in the world. So if I limit myself, I think one of the real contributions that we've made to sustainability is to identify the relationship between housing and transportation as it comes to affordable housing. Uh, we've created uh, a tool that's called the Housing Plus Transportation Affordability Index that you know, really redefines uh, the cost of housing uh, affordability, not just in terms of the cost of housing, but in terms also the transportation that's related to where that housing is located. Uh, and we've gone on now to do the research for HUD to develop their uh, Location Affordability Index, which is geared towards the HUD projects products uh, and the housing market and geared to different household types within the housing market so that if you are in one of those uh, affordable buckets you can look and see now where you can go and locate and find housing that is affordable to your household. Looking down the line let's say 10 years from now uh, where do you see the sustainability and urbanism movement being um, in some kind of middle ground between you know ideal and practical and uh, where do you see CNT and the work that you're doing falling into that landscape? Boy, Jim, that is a, that is a big question. So I would say that um, getting a handle on global climate change and greenhouse gas emission is the number one sustainable issue that we face. 
as a community, as a country, as a world. And the catastrophic weather events we've been having recently, I think, is bringing that more to the front brain of people, that it's an issue that we cannot ignore. Um, so with that in mind, I think they, in 10 years from now, we will have reduced uh, vehicle miles travel. We will have reduced the amount of emissions that come from internal combustion engines, that we will have uh, more walkable communities so that people can live without having to transport themselves, um, uh, at least by mobile sources, um, that uh, we will also be able to um, sustainably grow and feed our population without having to uh, Im import food products from around the world. Um, and I think that we will also be able to deal with the issue of brown wells and lack of water and um, the uh, drying up of rivers and streams uh, because we will have um, uh, create, created ways of sustain, sustainably maintaining uh, our riverbeds, uh, saving water, cutting out the leaks, et cetera. So, yeah, that's kind of like my big mission, my, my big picture that, uh, you know, greenhouse uh, gas emission will be addressed and addressed in a big way. Thank you so much for listening to Chicago Policy Radio, a production of the Chicago Policy Review and the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. Our podcast is produced and edited by Jim Howes, and our theme song was composed and performed by Ryan Gee. Special thanks this week to the Center for Neighborhood Technology. You can find us at www.chicagopolicyreview.org and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Please join us next time. <laughs>